Hello and welcome to Pals Pulls. I am your host, Sean. I am back. Who are you? Uh, Who is this? Oh, he's back. Yeah. I was going to say, let's do a scroll bit, but I'm pretty sure you guys have done that. Uh, Boy, have we done it. That was the first bit. Yeah. (laughs) We have done. We've done it to death and we'll do it again uh, when uh, Secret Invasion comes out. The comic. The television show, we'll have plenty of scroll talk down the road. Uh, we have today, though, Pals Pulls. I am Sean, as I said, joined by Tyler. Sure, like likely. That's what, that's what Sean would say. Yeah, <laughs> Isn't it, right? Uh, and Kale. What's up, hot dog? No Marco this week. Although, notably, I did hang out with Marco yesterday. How'd that go? Uh, it was fun. Huh. We played some You guys Smash. were smashing, right? Yeah, we're smashing. You know, always fun to smash with your boys. Smash with Marco's brother. Uh, Let's not talk about protection. You're talking about me and Marco. Guaranteed. Listen, listen, it's a crack ship for sure, but I mean, you got to protect yourself. You're talking about like the the Wiimote uh, condom you put on, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. Grandma had that for her uh, her Wii Sports and the only, only game she had on the Wii. Hell yeah. Uh, so we have this week quite a few books that we're going to be talking about. Uh, this is, this is a, 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 I would say it's a pack week. Um, put that to the side. I had to read Judgment Day number four, uh, in preparation for the show because I wasn't on last week. So, uh, we did, I did do that. Uh, we have five books. How many? Well, five. We've got five. Okay, you're supposed to say count them. I, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I went, that's not right. <laughs> that's not what I say. So you're the scroll, not me. Shit. <laughs> uh, we've got Vanish number one. This is um, the uh, Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman book. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like they've been plugging forever, but it's finally here. Uh, Judgment Day number five. Yeah, uh, ex- I got to say that Judgment Day cover. That that looks like what like the uh, the toilet sees before I never mind, dude. First of all, why don't you just hang out and wake up, right? And forget about no, no. I was gonna say something much worse. I was gonna say oh. that's what my dog sees when he's about to have peanut butter, but uh, my dog's dead. Cool. Uh, so exterminators yeah. <laughs> number one. <laughs> I don't. I don't have read. anything for that. So you I'm just going to read into that gonna, one if you want. Yeah, yeah feel free. I, I. I don't. Uh, Batman One Bad Day Two Face Number One. My most anticipated book of this week by far. One um, bad day two. The bad day strikes again. Oh god. And uh, oh yeah, forgot. Exterminators and Bloodshot are both listener picks this week. Oh, uh, we just we just had to. We had to. How could we let the week go by without discussing the many plots of Leo Williams um, and reviewing a Valiant book for the first time? So can't be fun. Can't believe this. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, what's up, Matt? Uh, I'm going to end up just like you. How? What do you mean? Diarrhea. Um, oh, no, no, that's not what he meant. We we're talking about gonorrhea. Oh, well, no, he's he's clear of that one. That one, so far. What are we? What? Are, what are, you know what? 
I'm well, gonna. You could ask Matt separate. We don't need to. I'm gonna save him and say, let's move on. I think we've talked about this a couple episodes <laughs> ago. Uh, yeah, well, he keeps alluding to it in the chat, so that's his form of therapy. That's fine. Yeah, he's playing no games with that. Uh, you oh, know what? You know, I think I think he's playing the opposite. <laughs> you know, you might be right. Yeah, he's playing it a little fast and loose, and uh, maybe many picked games? up a prize. Um, but hey, the good thing is that Matt's here with us, and if you want to be here with us, you can watch this show live. On twitch.tv slash the comics pals every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Uh, and then Saturdays at 10.15 a.m. for the main show. You guys put on a good show this this past week. Uh, it was Thank fun you. to listen to. I enjoyed it. What did we do? Um, sorry? <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> D23. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was Usually good. Usually once, once the show's over and I'm done editing it, I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's behind you. Totally. It's only in the uh, hard drive. That's where it is. Patreon.com slash the comics pals. If you want to support your boys for as little as $3 a month, you also get our snazzy newsletter. Uh, Kale, you, you put out a cup of coffee this week, did you not? I sure did. I had this week I wrote, I compared, compared the death of the Queen of England mm. and the death of the drummer of the Foo Fighters. And I wrote mm. a uh, a pretty lengthy essay about that. Do they have a uh, a live concert for the Queen on the cock? Uh, you'd think so. There were a lot of cocks there. Cock knees. Wow. Hey. There we go. Kale courting death and controversy this week in his newsletter. Um, there's lots of cool stuff you can get from our from our Patreon page. So I encourage you to go check that out. Patreon.com slash the comics pals. Um YouTube.com slash the comics pals. Go ahead and subscribe. Get us on all social media platforms at the comics pals. And uh let's talk comics. We'll start with Vanish number one. So this is Donnie Cates, Ryan Stegman, JP Mayer, Sonia Obak, uh, and uh Jonah Hill. Um, so up front, Donny Cates mean, and Ryan wait, Stegman. You mean John, John J. Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Jonah Hill is? I know. I, I know he's, he's not doing the Dude. paparazzi stuff anymore. He's not, you know, talking to the media. He, he, he does letters now. All right. Well, you know, he does, he, he does letters now. Um, did I answer your question? Sorry. Uh, Brody, no, I did not. Uh, what would a third deal to keep Spider-Man in the MCU be like if Disney Marvel had seventy-five percent control of the production and film profits? What would it be like? It wouldn't happen. Um, it just wouldn't happen. And and they already made the third Spider-Man film, right? So, um, oh, a third deal, a third deal. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it would happen. Um, that'd be too much control for Sony to give up. Uh, thank you for the question. So. This book is by Donnie and Ryan, and they are like the new it couple in comics. Mm. I think that's pretty fair to say. Mm. Everybody's checking for them. Everybody wants to know what their next book is. They did a great job on 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 uh, Venom, right? They revitalized that uh, character. That was them, right? Am I crazy? Yeah, yeah. you're correct. Um, they did the uh, the event with Null. That was really mm -hmm. good. King the Absolute Black. Carnage as well. King and Black. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff together. This represents um, their first book from their new imprint, Kids Love Chains. Mm -hmm. And I would say up front, Love 
that as a first at bat, this is about as good as it gets. I thought this was excellent. Um, by the end of the issue, I agree. I enjoyed it. I would say halfway through, I was like, oh, this is getting a little kind of cookie cutter. This seems <laughs> this seems derivative of a lot of different things. Oh yeah. Um, and you just threw it into a big old uh, stew. You know, still some chicken on that bone. You know, um, that sort of thing. And uh, by the end, I did like it though. I, I did, I did care for it, um, but I was like, eh, it's a little, a little too Harry Potter, like it's, it's just Edge Lord Harry Potter. Um, but then when like that, that switch happens, like I, I don't even want to spoil what happens. That's um, fair. Sure, we can spoil what happens in it, but like but that, that there's like this one beat that I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty good. Um, that I really enjoyed it, and then then I was on board, and then they hooked me. Yes, Matt, it is the darkness. I, I was gonna get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tyler, kids do indeed love chains, and so it yeah, makes sense I that... I don't get that. What is that? Uh, so uh, Todd McFarlane was asked why uh, Spawn and all his characters always had chains, and McFarlane <laughs> quipped in response, well, kids love chains, and Donnie and, and Ryan, I guess, love uh, that. I mean, high school me did on my wallet, at least. Did you guys <laughs> oh, have God, a... you were one of those? <laughs> you got... Wait, what does that mean? One of those. We know. We all know. What are you going to call emo kids you people next to, Sean? Yeah, that's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Well, actually. you know what? Well, I'm going to go cry about it. So I wasn't allowed to have a chain on my wallet. so <laughs> Too edgy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I agree that it, it had a lot of derivative elements to it, but I think that you can either do something really fresh and something that's not been seen before, right? Which, admittedly, I think anyone would admit is hard to do, especially mm. in the year of our Lord and Savior, 2022. Um, Thank you. You're very welcome, Kale. That was for you. Uh, or you can do something that is derivative, which is a lot more likely, but you can do it in an interesting, twisty way. And I think yeah. that's what was accomplished here, especially because that's not the point of the story. The, the Harry Potter elements like that's sure. yep. one thing and we'll probably see flashbacks to that again, but it's clearly not the driving force and that I'm very happy with. Yeah. Yeah. Once we got the hook of what, what the series is going forward, I was like, OK, yeah, I'm in. Right. Uh, it it at least will get me to a second issue. Sure. You know, because going from one cookie cutter to the next. Is still cookie cutter. However, you know, if the twists hold, it, it might have legs. Right. This is the point at which the skill and talent of the creative team will matter so much. Because it's like, on yeah. premise, hey, sure, you got a second issue out of me. Um, can you sustain it? And I think they can. They're, I mean... Again, they Donnie and, and Ryan are two of the best in the industry. And by the way, uh, Mayor Obak and and John Hill are also super talented. This is a pretty book. JP Mayor like, is good. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Ryan Stegman, but just like talk about the colors and the inks, man. This is this is really really good looking. I, I'm unfamiliar with uh, Sonia Obak. Uh, I, is that I've, inks? I've, I've seen Obak. I can't remember where. 
I'll figure this it. page. This page here uh, with the kid superhero um, mm -hmm. really got me because of how like I, the colors I just thought were so good. I, I just <laughs> really, really love the colors on this page. And I'm used to Ryan Stegman's work, so you know I know it's quality. But to see it brought to life with these colors, I was like, "Man, this is just dynamic!" Like, look at those greens and the swirls yeah. on on the the power set there. That's attention to detail. That's that's good shit. Uh, yeah. Sean, the... Sorry, I want to oh, answer your question, uh, Sonia. Yeah, back yeah. Uh, was the colorist during uh, Nocenti's Catwoman New Fifty Two run? Okay. Yeah. So there you yep. go. Um, so yeah, she's she's the colorist. Of this and JP Mayer will be doing inks. Okay. The um the page where we first uh no. The page where we realize that Oliver is missing in the in the school assembly or whatever. Mm -hmm. When when the the two friends look at each other, that's what I'm looking at. That's when I realized that this art was something special because there's something about the way those figures are of the the two students. Yeah. Um that genuinely looks 3d yo i was thinking that too like yeah. like like it it looks like uh, almost animation like it looks crisp yeah yeah dude right now. Uh, correct me if i'm wrong you're referring to this one yeah yeah exactly yeah. that yep yeah i would i was thinking of there, there there's one where um the foreground and background there's a clear delineation of what's in focus because the background is obviously yeah, out of it, focus i'm like oh this, that is uh, an interesting use of the digital part of of the art here to, yeah to that. in that in that panel you can too yeah and and like there's different environments that we're presented with so you know uh we're presented with earth right which is traditional it's grimy it's gritty it's dark um, but then there's also the past, which is showing us this other world that exists outside of Earth mm -hmm. um, and is filled with these uh, beings that have access to magic and stuff like that, which is something that I did not see coming um, based yeah. on what I knew about this book. So that caught me off guard. But the ways that the, that those two worlds are presented from a visual standpoint, even though the not-Earth space is not... Uh, it's not, I wouldn't say it's very like, I don't want to, I don't want to say creative because that sounds bad, but it's not like it didn't knock my socks off from a, from a, a concept standpoint. I, I feel like we can show this. Um, like it, it, it looks mm. cool. It's, it's, it's nice, but it's not, oh my God, I've never seen this before. But the point I'm trying to make is that visually color wise, right? presentation wise it's so different from the earth that we're seeing that it stands yeah. out and i love that about this uh this issue too i i hope we get to spend more time there at some point because it is so fantastic um but so shrouded at right. the same time um i think it would be a real loss to lose that set piece I agree. And I think it would help a lot. Like, I don't think that we can sit with this, the main character, and not see any more flashbacks and just accept him as he is because yeah. we still need to know a lot more about him. 
Uh, Matt has a question in the chat. Uh, he's saying, uh, "Do you think it is? Do you think it is sustainable, considering the fact that Stegman is now an event-level artist? Will the release schedule be sustainable, or are we going to see fill-ins? Um, I don't think we see fill-ins at all for this. Um, I think this is a creator-owned book, and I have a distinct vision for this. And mm -hmm. honestly, Stegman does not have anything really planned for Marvel in terms of interiors. I think he might be doing. Yeah, he's really just doing variants right now." And promotional um, uh, artwork. Yeah, like he did the promotional art for uh, the new Spider-Man with Dan The Slott. Dark Web, right? And he's doing Dark Web, yeah. And yeah. he does covers for uh, the current Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, Thor book. So he's kind of just a cover guy. And like, uh, what, what, King of Black was what, two years ago? Something like that. Yeah, so like, no offense to Stegman, but like, he's been gone for a bit in terms of like being a main level um, big two guy. Um, probably doing this, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. to Matt's point, I think it's deliberate. I think that, you know, they have a bigger vision than just doing Marvel and DC Comics. And I, first of all, I think that this book is a little further ahead than just, you know, issue one, two, and three. Gotta be. Um, and so yeah, I think sure. that offers the opportunity for Ryan to work ahead, but also take additional work, like doing some of the promo work for Marvel, cover stuff. But as far as interiors, I can't really imagine, outside of like a one-shot or, you know, like a small piece of a larger story, I can't yeah. imagine him doing anything else for the next year or two. He I was in that, uh, what is it, Spider-Man 1000 or whatever? Yes. Yeah, he did that, uh, the weird Daily Bugle one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how long until we get a uh, Vanish Spawn crossover? Uh, I'll get about uh a year three. and a half three more issues. next <laughs> next uh it's also worth pointing out this book is hyper violent right um mm. there's a ton of violence a lot of gore which you know you should expect by now from these two um i normally don't love like a lot of gore in comics I'm not sure why that is but um I think here it's effective because it serves the story and I think it adds to the the grittiness and the intensity of what's happening here. Um, these are characters who have magical powers, but they're brutal with each other. Um, and when what's the main character's name? I can't remember his name. Oliver, uh, is it? Oliver. Oliver, yeah. thank you. When, whenever Oliver kills the uh, the Baron, yeah, and he has that creative way of doing it, I popped. I I popped yeah. because Not I thought that was one. awesome. It's good stuff, really, really good. Yep. I I kind of want to say this was my book of the week. I'm looking back, and I think yeah, it's my it's this is my book of the week. It might, oh, it might be mine. Yeah, not mine. We'll see how the conversation goes, but it might be mine. That's kind of where I'm at too, Kale. Uh, I really, really, really loved it. I thought it was phenomenal, but uh, I did enjoy some of the other books in the stack too. Um, I, but one thing I will say, obviously, we're all saying pull. Um, I would oh. speak for me. <laughs> well, I mean, if it could be your book of the week. Um, I highly encourage you to go buy this. Um, I'm sure it'll sell. 
it doesn't necessarily need our seal of approval. But I think if you want something that's really interesting, if you can stomach a bit of the gore and you kind of like know the ropes with Donnie and Ryan, um, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a very good first issue. If you're if you feel like comics are stale right now, this might give you a jump start. Pick it up. The the violence to me is a bit like Invincible. Yes. Yeah. Like it feels on that same level. Yep. Um, like Invincible, but with Batman. I guess it. You know, like if you took that level of violence and then put a bunch of black in it, I think that's uh, that's what this is. A tortured main character. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. For sure. <laughs> um. All right. Cool. What, uh, so, what's going on there, Tyler? Hell if I know him right now, man. I don't know if <laughs> my cat got into his catnip somehow. He's, he's, you said he got into his catnip? And he might have. He's unhinged right now. So, <laughs> Always nice to have him. If, if I quickly mute myself, it's because I screamed because he scratched me somehow. Oh, no. Um, yeah, it's just part of owning a cat. I mean, look at, look at my arm. It's just oh full of scars and cuts. And that's life, man. That's just how it is. I could never. Um, Let's talk about AXE Judgment Day number five. So, no? Can I be honest? You can, but let me just say the creative team. Kieran Gillen, (laughs) uh, Valerio Schiede on art, Martha Gracia on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters, uh, Matt, that's your cue to type skeet into the Twitch chat. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, be very honest. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the shtick, like, like um, nothing's happening, really. And I, I can't even say like, there's character work happening anymore, though, because it's, just, it's moving so fast. Yeah. We're like, we get, what, three pages of maybe fun character work? in this it's it's just not happy either you know it's dreary it's just not it's not what i want right now to read like i'm not i'm not it's nothing against the quality of it i'm sure i mean i think the art's very good honestly Mm um i'm a big skeety fan um but like just the story itself it's just like everyone dies here watch them die but this has been going on for all the the past four issues, like everyone's died the past four issues. It's just like what 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 doesn't what doesn't matter at this point. There's no stakes at all. I feel no stakes in this. I never have. As soon as they showed the world end, but it was a bit. Mm. It's like all right, well you you gave it up. You gave Can it up in the second analogy? issue. It's like in a wrestling show when the first match has the, the, the ref get tricked. Sure. And then you lose faith in, faith in the refs for the rest of the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, yeah. you, you already did it once already. Right. Yeah. Um, I. <sighs> okay, so you both are veterans, so we can have this quick talk. Sure. Uh, events have to have a long like tail to them as far as the concept is up front but then you have to be able to sustain the story that the con- that that takes place within that concept 
for several issues, right? Mm. And I don't think that there's any story here at all. I think there is the plot, like the concept of, hey, yeah, the, the Avengers and X-Men and Eternals are all being judged. And that's it. That's all Gillen had. And an idea of an overarching story that's talking about, you know, our faith in gods and, you know, how how humans behave on Earth. And, you know, what if we only what if we were to be judged? How would we be judged? We should live our lives better. That's all cool. But that is not six issues and, you know, several tie ins worth of story. It's just not. And it's never been clearer than this issue. Issue four, I thought was pretty good. Um, but mm. Gillen wrote himself right into a corner by saying that everyone was 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 judged and the earth was going to end, that everyone was going to die. I said, oh, shit, okay. So I guess the fifth one is the final one. They'll beat him and that'll be that. So I looked at the checklist and I saw that there was one issue left. And I'm like, how in the hell can there be two more issues of this? And then I understood there's nothing left. If the earth is being judged by the progenitor and everyone's dying, then what is happening in this comic book? How are they alive? It doesn't even make any sense. The progenitor is powerful enough that they were all worried that as soon as he judged Earth to be over, it's not over. They're hanging out. Cap sits and has a conversation with some woman yeah, when, when they're yeah. judged. To, they're judged for death. He's individually killing people. Yeah, yeah. Cap blocked the god zap with his shield at the end of the last issue. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Get a bigger this, zap for him this time. This, and then they're all just going to resurrect anyway. Who cares? Yeah, I, there's no compelling villains. Please. Like, there's like like for an event. Like, I'm thinking like, let's let's go back to like siege. Let's go back to secret invasion. Like, it's an event with a compelling villain. Final crisis, any crisis really. Um, there is a, a, a there is somebody you can say. All right, this is the big bad. People need to get together to stop them. It's just been this over-talkative, man-made... Robot. Yeah. Robot. It's, yeah, it's just, nah, I'm out. I'm out. Well, just, there's no... Well, and it, here for me. It's like, it's, it's also just moving so fast. Yep. That even, you know, things like, well, the Eternals can't attack the celestials because of the prime directive or whatever the fuck right and just as soon as you hit that and you as the audience remembers that oh right they can't so what's gonna happen they don't let you sit with it literally in the next panel star fox says oh but have i got news for you and like yeah. any other event where thor gets killed that's the thing you know yeah in this, there's a joke three pages later where Nightcrawlers are like, rip Thor, you know? Like, for you guys, this should be real. Why? Are you, like, I know I know it's not real. Yeah. But for the in-character part, like, you're making jokes about it? Like, Nightcrawler specifically? I guess I didn't feel like that was... That part was wholly a joke. Like, maybe they hadn't figured out the end of this issue yet. Maybe, but I definitely, I, I definitely see where, see where it's coming from. I, I'm very, 
with all respect to the creative team, because everybody involved is super talented, I'm very disappointed in this event. I was way more excited for this than Dark Crisis. And I kept saying, like, I hope I don't get disappointed because I haven't liked the Marvel event in a long time. Uh, and it went down exactly the way that it looked like it would in terms of, like, the worst case scenario. It it just doesn't – It's I, I, I mentioned this when we did the Eternal – the Neil Gaiman's Eternals book in the book club. It's just the Eternals don't make sense with the other <laughs> characters, you know? Like, how is Captain America going to fight a fucking Celestial? Why Follow can his... Shield. Well, I just, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And also, like, and, this dude hasn't moved at all. Like, it's even, even yeah. like, visually boring in terms of a fighting thing. Like, the, 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 the coolest thing to come out of this is Uranus, which isn't even happening, really, in the main story. Well, and now, and now we have a month of crossovers before uh, mm -hmm. issue six. Yep, we're going to Spider-Man issue where he gets judged by Gwen Stacy, of all people. Well, good. He deserves that one. Yeah, um, so largely this issue is the heroes trying to figure out a way to stop the progenitor from killing everybody. But as we stated, the judgment has been passed. So really, everyone should already be dead. And past that, I have no ability to care. I just don't. There, there are some minor character moments that are fun. I think mm -hmm. Nightcrawler gets a few spots in. Given the religious nature of the character <laughs> and all the work that's been done over the last two years with him and the way and the you know all that good stuff, I really don't feel like he's been um, leveraged. Like this was the only issue where he really has anything to say, and it's not that interesting. Like it's fun, but it's not like compelling. Captain America is the one who's going to speak on behalf of Earth, and I'm not against that by any means. But I would like to see Nightcrawler take on a god. I think that's interesting. Not from a physical standpoint, sure. but maybe he would have something interesting to say. He doesn't. Yeah, Even he, Cap's he, speech is like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't speech. care. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 One of the few uh, characters in Marvel Comics where religion is his, one of his core tenets is Nightcrawler. So right. The idea that they created a god and now he's judging him. You think he'd have something to say there. Right. Yeah, but I, 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 but I also think that's all, that's also a bit indicative of how he's been handled in the X titles. Yeah. Uh, his religion is gone, you know, because his whole thing is death and resurrection, which puts him on par with Jesus. So, he's like, resurrected more than Jesus now, so he's above Jesus at this point. Well, I mean. Well, we don't we don't know that. We only hear about the one. Yeah. He's like Could Jesus be four times. The there are four gospels. Maybe they're separate accounts. I I just don't I, I don't get it anymore. And I think this should have I, I don't know. I don't want to say what it should have been. Um but I don't 
care for what it is. And I think it ran out of steam. I don't understand. Like, did I miss something? Why is Cap respawning with a shield? Like, did, did, was no, it very yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. That, I, I mean, but like, how else would you know it's him? Right? right. Like, which, uh, fi- yeah. Well, well, I mean, I just, like, how else would you know it's him? But also, for me, I opened it and went, oh, yeah, of course. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't even surprising. Yeah. Cyclops <laughs> doesn't respawn with that with his visor, you know? Right. They've never shown that before. And, like, I filled it in my mind. Like, maybe they put him in there or maybe they put the shield in there. But, like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me. Not really. And they didn't say it. So it's just, I don't know. I don't want to be nitpicky, but that to me is just dumb. Um, and it's a shame because from a visual standpoint, it's a really great comic. And in in any other thing, that would be a cool ass moment. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Like, but also like you, you kill him off, and then you bring him back in the same issue. It's like you don't even give us time, right? Yeah. To like, well, and and now that. we know how this the whole thing's gonna end. Like, dude, I didn't even need time tyler you know why because when cap died i didn't give a damn i hardly even realized he died quite frankly (laughs) yeah it doesn't matter they're all gonna come back no like and i'm not saying that in a way of like oh i'm a jaded comics fan we all know the book is telling us like they literally have the ability to resurrect at will so what i I don't know is this a way to get rid of the mutant resurrection protocol i mean they're using it like why you know like what what would cause it to go away that's what I thought they were gonna do. We talked about that yeah, on like yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the second issue or whatever. Like, oh, if they if they get rid of that, then there there will be stakes here. But no, it almost seems like they're going no. the opposite direction. It's like everyone can get can do it now. So then, right. like, that is just dumb for a <laughs> a comic book universe standpoint. Like, like yeah, yeah. Um, I'm tired of the Eternals. I am tired of the Avengers, and quite frankly, I'm tired of the X-Men. This book exhausted me <laughs> on all of those characters, and I'm not going to say that I no longer care, but I'm I'm on the edge. I'm, I'm on the edge. Um, Boy, if we don't talk about the X-Men, what the hell is this podcast going to be about? show's done. Yeah, it won't be. It won't. Uh, I, I would say pass. If you don't care to finish the event, if you're you know hearing this and you're like on the on the bubble, I don't think there's a reason to 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 read this. And uh, quite frankly, if you haven't read any of the issues, I would not say, yeah, go out and pick this event up. I just can't in good conscience because it's. I mean, what is this? Five dollars? It's five dollars. We've spent twenty five dollars to this point, and what what of relevance has occurred that we care about? Name one like bit that's like, oh, you know, like I can't really. The first fake out, maybe that was cool. But because it wasn't real, it's we look back on it and it's like, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess. Matt says Matt Judgment says. Day or Heroes Reborn. <laughs> Matt, are you talking Jason Aaron's Heroes Reborn? Because if we're talking Jason Aaron's Heroes Reborn, I maintain that's a really fun little mini event. Um, so I would go to Heroes Reborn on that one. It's also Ed McGinnis on art. So, yeah, 
Um, no, 90s heroes were born. It's, it's still a tough one for me. Not me. Heroes were born. <laughs> Where are you guys at as far as pulling passing? Uh, I'm passing. If, if I wasn't doing the show, I would like literally pass and like stop picking the rest up. Yeah. Like this is getting oh. to the point where like it's overriding my need to be a uh, completionist too, you know, yeah. like which which is tricky. Um. It's it's really unfortunate. Um, it went off the rails for me. Yep. Yeah. Hard to pass. So let's get to the first of two listener picks. Uh, we've got Exterminators, number one. Uh, this is Leia Williams. <laughs> Leia Williams uh, with art by Carlos Gomez, Brian Valenza on colors, uh, Travis Lanham on the letters and production, Tom Muller and Jay Bowen on the design. Wow. Rare to see Tom Muller not the only credited designer. Wow. So uh, this is essentially... For better or worse, and we'll discuss that, uh, Leah Williams' uh, fever dream about <laughs> three of the uh, the hottest ex women that exist. Uh, boom, boom. Uh, well, a jubilee is there. <laughs> that well, listen, dude. That hey. that outfit that Jubilee was wearing at that club was hot. Hey, young, young I me watching that. the X Men cartoon show. Dude, I'm I. I'm just saying. Listen. Uh, and 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 the 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 insanity that those three characters would get into that's that's the that's what this book is um it's very simple very straightforward it doesn't feel like the books that have been released in the Krakoan era it feels like the kind of comic that would have come out at the time in X world where the characters were in a holding pattern it's a very small story that doesn't have any far reaching implications and it's just a little trip for these Characters that you may or may not care about, but they're all hot, and that's what matters. This feels like um, I, I don't know if yet either of you guys have read it, but it was a uh, Gail Simone's Domino uh, book. No, I didn't read mm. that. Um, where it's just like, what's like the the female equivalent of uh, just you know just dudes, just guys being dudes, you know? Yeah. Um, I th I think she described this as her her grindhouse comic. Sure. Like her tribute to a grindhouse film. So, whereas the the trial of Magneto uh, felt like a corporate uh, uh, editorial, just completely uh, hamstringing Leah Williams, uh, this almost feels like a "Sorry, we did that to you. Uh, do your thing" uh, book, <laughs> um, where it's 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 Leah Williams unhinged. Um, and honestly, uh, this this was my pick of the week. Uh, I figured. I thought, I thought it was, and I mean this in the best way possible. I thought it was fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> um, and I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, I, I think this, this is actually a, a huge milestone in Marvel Comics. Um, um, that this is the first book that I can think of, maybe the only book that has directly referenced Twerkalator by City Girls. Mm. Great song. Have you guys ever listened to, to Twerkalator by City Girls? I don't think so. It's time for the Torque later, guys. I suggest you check it out. It's good stuff. Play it. Uh, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna get. Uh, uh, what's the TOS? For there are multiple reasons for that video. <laughs> yeah. Coward. Um. You know what? Normally, 
nine times out of ten, this would not be my kind of book. But I really, really had a blast with this. This, what? this, yeah. When did you read it? In comparison to other books, Uh this I. <laughs> that's a funny question. Yeah, I, I read think this after both Judgment Days. Yep, yeah, that, that's when yeah, I read it is, too. Yep, this is yeah. like uh, this is like having like those like lemon sorbets to give you at the fancy Italian restaurants. Uh, yeah, this is a palate cleanser a right there. Palate cleanser, yeah. Yeah, this was this was my surprise of the week for sure. I didn't yeah. expect yeah. to to like this, but I really really did. Um, Leah Williams has a knack for that like snappy kind of quick, almost Whedon esque dialogue. Um, I felt mm-hmm. like there were some Buffy references in this comic. Um, you know, they're fighting vampires and stuff. And I guess there's, not every vampire, you know, fight is a Buffy reference. But they're essentially uh, at the bronze. That's the in, yeah. In that's way. the vibe that I was getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would imagine Leah Williams around our age probably grew up watching Buffy. So yeah. Um, uh, only the the good people have you know. So <laughs> I trust her. Hey. Um, and and it's fun. You know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, these are three characters who basically nothing has been done with in the Krakoan era. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of see them a little bit refreshing. I haven't seen Jubilee do anything interesting at all um, uh, in the Krakoan era. She's just been uh, Shoujo's dad in Knights of X, like that whole mm. mythical. Yeah. Like, like she's there, yeah, but right. she's, she's support yeah. character. She's friend. Nothing interesting. She doesn't get to yeah. do stuff, though. Right. Especially things are done around her. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boom Boom is a trip. I love Boom Boom. Boom Boom is one of my favorite like Marvel characters. I'm a big Next Wave guy, uh, mm. which will definitely be one of my uh, book club recommendations. And Boom Boom's in that. Uh, I love Boom Boom. So like seeing her in this, love it, love it. The colors and the art were so good um carlos gomez um is awesome perfect for this book that like high energy um shit hits the fan explosions big trucks he he handles he's he's so much is thrown at him by leah and he handles it all so well nothing looks funky or out of place to me at least and then when you add on the colors like everything is brought to life so viscerally um through the colors and for a book that i mean boom boom's in it jubilee dazzler these are characters with big explosions right mm-hmm. and it looks so good these characters i think fit perfectly in the uh the the art style that was created for the X-Men by Pepe Larraz and Marta Gracia. Mm. Um, mm. This is a great example of when that can be done so well. Uh, I'm reminded even of the end of House of X when the characters are celebrating and they have that big yeah. fireworks celebration. This was that. The whole issue. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, uh, I think uh, one of the other things like with Go- the Gomez art is like they're not in X-Men costumes. Right. You know? They're just in like yeah. normal clothes, and it looks natural. It looks real. It looks modern. Um, which you know, when I've you know I've read so many goddamn Mark Bagley Spider-Man stuff, like I don't know what that looks like anymore. <laughs> like, oh, what is modern 
dress look like. Yep. So when, when I can see somebody who actually kind of understands what people actually dress like, um, it's noticeable in comics, uh, which, which yeah. I enjoyed. And also, like, there's a mature reader's header at the beginning of this. Um, I thought that was like, oh, it was tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's probably not really mature readers. And then a uh, boom boom calls people dumb bitches, and I'm like, oh, okay, they're <laughs> they're they're leaning into it. Um, interesting. But he, even most of the harder stuff is bleeped out. Like, yeah, but it's there, which you wouldn't even get. I think it, it feels almost something like something Marvel wouldn't put out in a weird way. Especially Marvel under Disney, it's a little weird. To some degree, I, I I agree with that. I I think I think Kale's right that like you know we've seen bleeps in comics, big deal. Sure. But um, I also think that the X Men haven't quite been allowed to be this sexy and crazy. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. and so yeah. I like that. There's there there's a bit where Boom Boom and, and Jubilee are just like kind of like Jubilee's just roasting Boom Boom, and she's like, <laughs> uh, "You look like Gilda the Good Witch's porn parody." Or you look like if Barbie was a sex addict, like something I don't expect in a Marvel comic book, but I, but I enjoy it. But that's what felt explicit Mm -hmm. to me. Like, and and to me, that's like, eh, all right. Like the, the blood and guts should probably be more explicit than that. Like, it, it, it's funny you say that because uh, so often it is the case that you know we're putting a mature reader label on the sexy parts and not yeah. the violent parts. Um, yeah. And I mean, we read like we read Vanish, and I don't think that had a mature readers. Uh, but I guess I guess that's a different thing. But the point, you guys get the point. Um, this is an easy pull. It yeah. features one of my favorite characters at the end. Uh, you know that, oh, that she's reveal. On the cover. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, X twenty three is gonna join the team. It's Wolverine, uh, Sean. That's Wolverine to you. Yeah, uh, X twenty three. Um, and I am very <laughs> excited for her. They made her thick, which is cool too. Uh, Carlos Gomez is one of my favorite artists right now. Um, and... dude, I, I I was sold once we saw Disco Dazzler on the first page. I'm like, yep. This is this yeah. is book of the week for me. Yeah, but I have a bone to pick with oh, wrong yeah, one choice of words. One wrong choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have to pick this bone because Leo Williams promised that Dazzler would have, I believe this is the the exact quote, a dump truck ass. And I don't feel like we got dump truck. Mm. What is the, I what feel is like the exact I definition mean, of dump truck for you, for you Sean? Listen, I'm black, so um, yeah, I don't have to say anymore. But uh, yeah. she's also blonde. She's she's a blonde dancer. Like I don't know. I thought Boom Boom would have, you know, the the dump truck, and uh, I just feel like Yo. if you're gonna if you're gonna promise that, you gotta you know come on. What's up? Were you hearing the 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 Vanga boys in your head whenever Boom Boom was on? On screen. <laughs> Wait, what's their song? I forget. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I was they... not hearing that. <laughs> they did the boom, boom, boom song, right? Am I getting that mixed up? Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not sure who did that. I don't think I'm so. looking that up for my, my own self. I would say pull this for sure. It's very fun. 
If you like fun, if you like hot characters in comics, if you like nonsense in comics, this is the best nonsense you'll read all week. Yeah, this uh, this is a pull with the caveat of I don't think I'm going to come back for an issue two. Hmm. It was fun. It was a fun uh, palate cleanser. I'm glad I read it. I'm glad I read it when I did. Uh, but um, I don't know how interested I am in continuing. I, I needed this after uh, Judgment Day. And also, uh, Boom Boom yeah. Boom was uh, the out here boys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I will return to this if they give Dazzler a true wagon. Um. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I see the thighs. I get the thighs. I appreciate that, but I need a wagon. So this could just um, be, you know, like I think you're 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 being unfair. This could be like white girl dump truck. That's what I'm saying. She's got that Taylor. There's very. She's got that Taylor Swift. that just has a long back. That's, <laughs> that's what. Listen, she's got that white girl trailer. <laughs> that's just that's just long back. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If in the year of our Lord, 2022, white girls, white girls, you, you they're they're judged on the same scale as everybody else That's because uh, surgeries exist and they're eating a lot of Spanish food and something is happening that's causing the them the, to have, you know, what the fuck is Blathanos doing to people right now? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> shit. So um, I got a question, though. Yeah. Well, is this is this Mojo or is this Arcade? It's got to be one of the two, right? Mojo. There, there's an Arcade thing happening soon. Am I correct, or was that like a long time ago? Uh, there's. I, um, I think you're right. I think I heard something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Murder World, yeah. like Avengers yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say that that is probably not the case. Uh, Mojo makes a lot more sense, but they're on Earth, so. Something funny's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Feels like Mojo. Feels like Arcade. Feels like they're bits. Mm. Uh, all right. So from the fun to the grim, let's talk about Batman One Bad Day, Two-Face number one by Mariko <laughs> Tamaki, uh, who I think is phenomenal. Javier Fernandez, Jordi Belair on colors, Ariana Mayer on letters, uh, I have been looking forward to this for a very, very long time. Uh, long-time listeners will know Two-Face is definitely my favorite DC villain and one of my favorite villains in comics. Um, such a tragic character that I have always had strong feelings for ever since I was a kid. Um, and the one bad day premise is what if the villains of Batman's world had a traumatic experience akin to the joker that led to the killing joke right that was the idea i haven't read the riddler one i missed that review so i don't know Ooh. how good or bad that was this he did yeah he missed I, that I, one. yeah Sean always yeah. misses the good shit i know oh <laughs> you gotta read that one i i absolutely will i'm behind um, it'll it'll change your uh it might further your opinion on whatever the, your opinion is on this book well uh, my opinion is that this was not good. Um, hmm. Interesting. I, I feel like this doesn't even live up 
to the premise of the one bad day. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And I don't. It didn't say what did it say about Two Face? It says about Two Face that he's Harvey and Two Face, both. Yeah. Um, seeing Harvey go to the dark side is always sad and unfortunate, except here, because we already know that's what's going to happen. And nothing forced his hand. Nothing was like, I have to be bad or I have to like. What's happening in Detective Comics with Two-Face is much more interesting than this. What I love about Two-Face is the the push and pull and the tragedy of him and the fact that Batman so desperately wants... Like, I feel like in a perfect world, if Batman could only have one friend, not ally and not father figure, friend, it's Harvey. Yeah, And the fact that he cannot have that because Two Face exists is is the it's the other than like what happened with um, Jason Todd, I would say this is Batman's biggest failure that he couldn't save Harvey. I didn't get that from this. This did not evoke those feelings from me at all. It felt kind of paint by numbers for a Harvey Dent story, a Two Face story, and the fact that he wanted to kill his father is like sad and stuff. That but is cliche, like. Again, yeah, like, all right, wow, yeah, I bet he does want to kill his dad. <laughs> Why didn't he do it <laughs> 10 years ago? Like, I, I almost feel like I don't feel like he should have killed his dad, but I kind of feel like, hey, he should have killed his dad. <laughs> like, his dad sucks. I don't but know. also why? Like, does his dad suck? Like, he he's, like, accepting of Harvey. It lets him come to the party. You yeah, know? Like, he doesn't seem that bad to me. I thought, and maybe, that, maybe I'm getting this from the, the animated series, but I thought his dad was bad to him as a child i thought he's in the text they don't tell you that the, the worst thing they tell you in the text is that um his dad used his power to hide some of his new girlfriend's duis which i'm like hey welcome to local politics that's just normal mm, um, sure. <laughs> uh, like i don't think it's it's uh let me poison his whole birthday party's worth of, of <laughs> like sure it's not good and but in terms of like the gradation of things batman villains do like this is like i'm not even sure batman would beat you up for this which is saying something um. Yeah, I, I wasn't feeling this. The, the only thing I could think about during this whole book was like how dumb Batman was. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, like, it just kept making me think of the George Bush quote. Uh, you know, fool, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me <laughs> twice, can't be fooled again. You know that that sort of quote. Like Batman is just like, stop it, dude. Like it's 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 Two Face. That's all you're gonna get. Stop trusting him. It, yeah, it's like. As soon as Harvey says, I don't know where it came from, I went, Two-Face. Like, really? yeah, you do. Really? Stop it. Hey, the worst detective. cut it out. <laughs> but who the hell else would want to kill Harvey Dent's father on his 88th birthday? Who cares? Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's more interesting if it's not Two-Face. Like, if there's some political reason, like maybe his dad did something that you know, angered or caused some pain in someone else's life and they want to assassinate him for that. And Harvey genuinely has to stop him, but Two-Face forces him to kill that person and Batman can't stop that from happening or something like that. Like, for it to just be Two-Face, is like, yeah, no shit, it's Two-Face. If, if, <laughs> even... if only there were a character that was close to Harvey Dent personally 
who's also killed a whole bunch of people. Maybe so, on specific holidays, uh, like birthdays. Yeah. Um, but no, not not even reference. Or even even give us like give us that misdirect. You know, oh, they think it's the Joker. Okay, we're gonna go after the Joker, and holy shit, it really looks like the Joker did this. Oh, but actually, it was Two Face. Okay, well, it's still pretty good. I think that if Mariko Tamaki, because uh, they're super talented, I think if there were three issues to play with, yeah, then maybe mm. there's more room to do stuff. But in just one <laughs> issue. It's gonna be pain by numbers. There is for like, and not that it has to be. I'm sure. I'm sure the Riddler one was really good, and I'm sure other ones will be really good. Mm-hmm. But for this particular exact story concept, this can't happen in one issue. If it's gonna ultimately just be hard, you have to make me care about the fact that he's doing it. And how many wasted pages were there telling you who Harvey is? I there, know that there are wasted panels just for Tamaki to show uh, 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 Nakano, the, the character uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they created in, in their own oh, yeah, comics yeah, yeah. and like name drop <laughs> a lot of their, their characters. And I'm like, all right. I get yeah. it. Murphy says that uh, Tamaki can't land an ending, in his opinion. Big concepts can't close. I don't even think this is a big concept. I don't think so either, yeah. I think the I idea don't... of the one bad day is a big concept, but that's the, that's the objective. Uh, that's yeah. not the concept of the book. Yeah, it just doesn't track. I don't, especially after reading the the Riddler one. Like Riddler, to be honest, it's not that different. But Riddler comes out looking like a fucking threat. Yeah, he 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 levels up. Like if anything, and this this causes Batman to level down. <laughs> In this Batman, it, it yeah. causes Batman to level down <laughs> like her. His fucking F list sidekick comes in and says, hey, you know, not to trust two face, right? And he goes, <laughs> Harvey Dent is yeah. my friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, not to trust him, right? <laughs> this is Stephanie Brown is the new world's greatest detective. Exterminators was my biggest surprise of this week. One more, one bad day was my biggest letdown of the year, uh, as a comic. Wow, well, yeah. Yeah. that you had a lot of back. Personally, you had a lot so of stuff. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it just didn't do it. Like, I gotta say too, the Javier Fernandez art, not the best I've not seen. It, not from his Javier. best. Yeah. No, I felt the faces were very. Uh, same facey. Mm. There's got to be a word for that. The, and the, also, the, the face is very Jim Chung. Same face. Kind of scary sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, look at um, look at Harvey's wife's face there. Like, what's happening there? That's like horrifying. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, the art, the artwork didn't do it for me either. But I could have. The co- yeah, the colors are good. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Jordy Bell. Yeah. yeah um. But yeah, I, I, I unfortunately have to say, you know, easy pass. Also, I gotta say on the cover, it has a uh, Batman and uh, Harvey F- Harvey Dent's dad on the cover. But like, how were you supposed to know? Like, I thought it was Batman yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it's just a weird choice for the cover. It's like a character you only find out about two thirds of the way into the book. Yeah, big shame. 
Let's get to the second of our listener picks and the very first Valiant comic that we are ever reviewing on this podcast. Bloodshot Unleashed, number one. This is by almost, no, uh, almost an entire creative team. Well, half a creative team of people I've never heard of. Uh, Dennis Camp, John Davis Hunt on art, uh, colors by Jordi Belair, Hassan Asman El Hau on letters. So I'm going to assume that there are a lot of people listening right now who don't know about Bloodshot. Um, and I think this issue, I didn't, I know the bare bones about much. I think this issue does a solid job of explaining like what you need to know, what, what, what is must yeah. know about the bloodshot character. Um, I was a little bit thrown off by the then now the, the, the past present, um, flipping of the issue. Once I kind of caught the rhythm of that, though, um, I found a comic that I really like. This is, this is exactly up my alley. Actually, um, I love stories about broken people, uh, military military uh, veterans who are screwed up in the mind by what they went through. You like that? Oh, yes, uh, that is that is up my alley. As a story um, beat, okay. Yeah, not in not in life. Loves it in real life. <laughs> you should see him hanging around the VA. Um, yeah, he's fully fully torqued at the VA. Um, <laughs> Sean, uh, so uh, John Davis Hunt, that's that's his name, right? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, yeah. Um, did I don't know if you remember the? Um, it was like that weird Wildstorm uh, revival a couple years back. Yes, I read none of it. I think he did the Wildstorm. It was the Ellis stuff. Ah, okay. Um, it's good stuff. So I actually I, I read this too. Um, I did get to it before my nap. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good. Oh, um, I did not. Sorry, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I, I got I got it. Uh, it's I've read Bloodshot before too. Yeah, famously Matt and I uh, we we uh, did a review on an all black issue of Bloodshot for the for the previous mm. show. Which mm-hmm. turns out eh, kind of hard to review. Um, <laughs> you're missing a key 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 aspect there. Um, but uh, I I thought this was this was pretty pretty fun. Um, the whole premise is that Bloodshot is going. He's unleashed across the U.S. where he is trying to stop other super soldiers in a way, right? And, and I guess yeah. the gimmick is going to be that each super soldier has a different power set. Which I'm like, yo, that sounds like a good video game, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, this one guy, he just he, he's almost cable from uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, um, where he could just pull out these big ass weapons out of nowhere. Um, and it leads to a fun thing. I, I thought the the whole like, I understand Bloodshot. He's 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 a troubled guy. Um, but this dude, like, just offs himself multiple times in this issue, <laughs> just kills himself by shooting himself in the face, which I thought was like, all right, that's uh, that's a little dark. Um, I'm reading one of the reviews, uh, like a user review on the Leave Comic Geeks, where I get the the covers from, uh, and he's like, I "Got the first issue, loved it. The story here is too relatable, at least on a psychological level." Oh, and I'm like, "Yo, Bo, oh, hold on, watch list right here." <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought uh, I thought it's fun. It's nice to to read uh, Valiant's yearly book. Um, you know, uh, 
for the show. <laughs> um, yeah, that moment where she, uh, where the the the, the woman out offs herself, that was like, I I read that moment and I was like, yeah, like that's good, that's good storytelling, because it felt if like it 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 said this is what this world is, this is what this book is, this is how screwed up everything is. Um, I was very impressed by the script. Um, you know, rarely do I read a book by a writer who I'm unfamiliar with and, and feel like, wow, yeah, you know, you really nailed it. I don't know anything about camp. So um, maybe they have a long history that I'm unfamiliar with, but I was really pleased with this. Uh, from an art standpoint, I would say that it was... Uh, it got the job done, but, and this is not a fault of the artist necessarily, but there were way too many panels. Uh, panels for panels' sake, it felt like a lot of the time. And yeah. I'm a big less is more person when it comes to panels and comics, unless you are really telling story within them and not verbally, because that just, then you start covering up art. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this book needed as many panels as it had, but this was a home run. For a book that's essentially uh, two guys in a shootout, yeah, um, way too much talking, <laughs> yeah, uh, or, or it led to I agree panel overload, or, or like do bigger splash pages and then have the panel have the word bubbles differently. You know, there there are ways right. to do it without having to constantly do new panels. Like, look at this, right? So this dude, uh, this is the the yeah. villain Liberty. I, I I don't know if we're supposed to call him that, but like that's what I took to thinking of him sure. as. Um, he's got this fucking cannon, right? And look at how small that panel is. You know, like, that's a big-ass gun. That should be half the page, at least. Um, mm. I want those kinds of moments to breathe in comics, and it doesn't. It doesn't have space. But, again, um, I can accept that because everything else was so uh, so good. So for a first impression for Valiant Books, this was a home run. I loved it. Is this your first? Is, this isn't your first Valiant book, right? No, it's literally my first Valiant comic ever. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Getting in there at the tail end, huh? <laughs> Just sneaking in. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. That's, yeah, I guess I guess you could say that. Does this make you want to watch the movie? No. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. I mean, isn't Vin Diesel the, the guy? Yeah. 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 No. yeah. He oh, says, I am no. bloodshot throughout the whole movie. That, um, that trailer, yeah, it really did. It didn't look that bad. I'd he give got, the got screwed by I'd, I'd give the uh, the film a shot before I read a Bloodshot <laughs> comic. I think you would more likely spend uh, uh, more than an hour and a half minimum than fifteen minutes reading the book. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your prerogative. Because at least I get the closure. Sure. That's that's Kale's prerogative, and that is it for our reviews. Uh, Normally, we would slide right into oh. Comics Tag. However, for one of the many weeks that Marco has been absent from this, when he has the Comics Tag, we cannot do this segment. I think he's doing it on purpose. I think we're going to have to start. Give him, I gave him Echo Lands, which is, is a beefy one. So Sure. Um, he I think we're going to have to start punishing him. For missing, we can't, we can't punish Marco. He's into that weird shit. 
punishment's pleasure for that dude. Let's make him read the Bible. '60s Superman <laughs> shit. Can we can we assign him Bible the graphic novel? <laughs> yeah. Let's assign him 9/11 the graphic novel. Oh wow, how that sounds graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> right. Um, that's called uh, Holy Terror by Frank Miller. Oh, let's assign. No, him. He, <laughs> oh, he liked I think. It. He liked I, yeah, I, didn't he get it? <laughs> he might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's or was that, that a print, or right? was that Matt? No, it's oh, it's it's Matt. Matt, Matt definitely has a copy. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Matt has it. I feel like I remember Marco g- literally going to get it. Uh, since Marco's not here, I will tell you that yesterday when we hung out, Marco was wearing a TikTok hat. Like a branded TikTok hat. He doesn't and a even Hulu use the backpack. TikTok. What the oh. fuck was that? First of all, you're mismatching <laughs> your brands. Second of all, you don't even have TikTok. Third of all, who the fuck wears a, a TikTok t- uh, hat? Fourth of all, who the fuck wears a Hulu backpack? I'm the one posting the TikToks. I'm doing that shit. Right. Not this week, but you know. Fucking corporate cuck. Corporate <laughs> cuck. That is it. That is it. That is Markle's nickname forevermore. Wait, so is this the the new rule now? Ooh. If you miss your comics tag, you just get roasted without That's my the rule. ability to like defend yourself. Yes, <laughs> that is that is in perpetuity the comics pals rule. We've always That's, I'm cool yeah. with that. I'm cool with that. So I'll see you next week, Marco. I guess <laughs> <laughs> if you you know if you want to uh, regale us with your thoughts on Echo Lance or show us your TikTok hat. Uh, we will be here for it. You think so, Marco has a hidden TikTok that he doesn't tell us about? Oh, come on. Of course, right? I'm okay. sure it's disgusting. A porn talk. <laughs> yeah. They don't, it's not a thing. Is it, it's not a thing. Is, does anyone have a tag? An interesting one? No, um, I already gave Marco mine. Uh, shoot. I Off the top of my head, I, I got nothing. No. Yeah, me either. No, no we can't, we can't Frank, double and, up next week, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk to you guys though about the books that we are looking forward to next week in the final segment of the show, Pals Pools. So uh, Sean wants to take a dip into a pool full of uh, mealworms with uh, the nice house on the lake. Number I really 10. don't because uh, Fear Factor was never my thing. Oh, uh, dude, when they used to eat those bull dicks, yo. <laughs> yeah, not for me, brother. Uh, the OG um, Glizzy right there. You know that that kickstarted Joe Rogan's career. So, oh yeah, thank you, Fear um, Factor. Yeah, I mean, look, Nice House on the Lake has been phenomenal. I feel like it's been a long time since the last is issue. Am I crazy? Is this, is this the final issue? Uh, no, it's ten it's of twelve. Twelve, right? Ten yeah. of twelve. Okay, I just was confused because the the highlighted icon of whatever character the POV is is the last one on this list, but I guess that hasn't been in order. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still into it. I still enjoy it. It's very good. Uh, I'm excited to see how it ends. And, you know, I'm on the hook. Like, as much as I wish it was over already for the sake of, like, timeliness, it's still good every time it comes out. So, yeah. I don't even remember the last issue we read. I was trying to I was trying to remember what guys what I got a question. Yeah. Uh, besides Walter, name a character from this book. Name them? Can't do it. Yeah, give me a name. Ava. Yeah. Oh, I can't even confirm it. I don't know why I asked. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I took a stab. Uh, I, I, 
I want to say you're right feel, on that one, Cal. Yeah. What's the What's the quirky girl's name? Zoe or some shit? That sounds about right. I think you're thinking of Zoe Deschanel because she's quirky. Claire. I'm going to go with that. That's a good one. I'm going to go with... Sam. I think that's actually correct. Trina. Trina. <laughs> you mean the baddest B? Yeah. New AEW uh, fan, Trina. Yes. Um, and then Sean, you also uh, want to check out uh, Old Dog, number one. It's, uh, Yo. The, uh, the long-hyped Declan Shalvey joint with Clayton Cowles. Yeah. Uh, this is almost a Declan Shalvey one-man show. Declan Shalvey is super talented. Uh, we've had him on the show a few times. Um, always love to pick his brain and kind of, you know, dive into what he's working on. This is exciting to me because I like – so Declan Shalvey is – he's uh, – uh, help me. He is his, – his nationality. He is – Irish? Irish, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's like this – Irish crime kind of like grittiness hmm. that he kind of does. And I'm excited to see one of those kinds of books on Front Street having a big push and for hmm. me to get in on the ground floor with that. I'm I'm pretty pumped. Peaky Blinders thing? Is that what I'm referencing? Is that Irish? I don't, I don't know, know what know. that I've is. Mm-hmm. Is that Irish? Yeah, it is Irish. Okay, well. Sort of, I guess I got it right. Cool. All right, I have yeah. flabbergasted, Kale. Should I, you have, you have something I don't to say think it's Irish. Should I, should I go forward? <laughs> we'll most what? likely be reviewing this next week, so. Okay. Um, I am uh, talking about uh, The Human Target, book seven. Another we're, book uh, we'll we're be back. reviewing. We're back. And we're about to get a little fiery with this one. Man, these covers, this small wood covers, small wood in general. I love Smallwood. Yo, have you? Did you see his, uh, his? Did you see his thread of like his influences for for this no, issue? No, no. Please message me that later. Oh yeah, it's great. I do. Is it? it what kind of like? Is it like old Hollywood shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, old like yeah, vintage pulp covers and yeah, boy, all sorts of old man, Hollywood. It's, yeah, it's good. Um. All right, and uh, Superman Space Age, book two. It's the Mark Russell, uh, Mike and Laura all read uh, book that I really enjoyed the first issue of. So um, Nice. I always like whenever all red draws, like characters running, they never look like they're on the same plane <laughs> as the, the ground they're on. But it's just like an all red thing. Like anyone else, I would consider that a fault. Uh, it does, no, all red is just a, a league of his own. So, yeah. Can I just uh, respond to Matt real quick? Um, so, when Declan came on the show, he, he, uh, he, he he's joking. He's, oh, this is, oh, this is okay. a Matt joke. He's like, oh, because Matt's Irish. He's like, what do you mean? What do you mean okay. I, well, I, I just OK, fair enough. Uh, but Declan, not to Matt, but in general, uh, Declan has done books like uh, Sa- Savage Town uh, and oh, yeah, Blog yeah. Bodies, which are Bog both, bodies. you know, about that. They take place in Ireland and, you know, they're about that, that crime and that poverty. So, um you know, I, I'm interested. I'm Irish too, so I, I'm interested. Uh, and then Kale, Power Rangers number one hundred. Yo, that's a, do I, we ever in, do we ever think we would get here? Yes, I did too. Actually, after that first uh, issue, I was like, "Oh, this shit's good. It's got legs." Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, this will be the final issue with uh, Ryan Perot. Ryan Parrot. So that sounds that sounds more accurate. Um, and I think he's been on like the Power Ranger team since the beginning with uh with Kyle Higgins. He was on GoGo, yep. and then I think he got the the big bump to Mighty Morphin, and now he's uh, I think he's closing it out. Uh, supposedly this is going to be a big one that um, you know, is the the culmination of years of storytelling and. Fucking, it's issue 100. It's the Power Rangers. I'm going to show up for it. So, Are you current with Power Rangers at all? No. Okay. I was wondering if like, it would be good for us to read this. It's hey, issue 100. Decide it, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Have that control. Speaking of which, uh, as we had talked about, we had two listener picks this week. We wanted to get both of those books done. We encourage you guys to submit your listener picks to us. Uh, we're happy to read books that you guys suggest. These suggestions came from Manny and Nihilus on Discord. Um, mm. If you would like to let us know what you think we should read, you can join our Discord and make a su- suggestion. You can get us on social and make a suggestion. Basically, anywhere there's a comment box, you can leave us your suggestion. And if we want to do it, we'll do it. Um, please keep sending them in. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, before we close out, I do want to let you guys know. Oh, I'm sorry. Was yeah. there another? I'm sorry. Yeah, there's one more. There's one more. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Kale wanted to pick, pull uh, Tim Drake Robin number one. Uh, this Ooh. is by uh, Megan Fitzmartin and Riley Rosmo. Riley Rosmo. Yeah. Uh, I Listen, Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. That's my that's my generation Robin. I'll show up for a Tim Drake book. Uh, Ryan Rosmo art. Riley Rosmo art. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh, you're a fan. Okay. <laughs> I hate that he's called Tim Drake Robin. That's stupid. Agreed. Yeah. Like, I mean, call him Red Robin again. Like, I don't like that either, but <laughs> you can't put his name out on Front Street like that. It just looks dumb from like a like a design point. Yeah. Like the cover, just call it Robin. Miles Morales, Spider Man. Yeah, that's the same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. No bueno. I like Riley Rosmo, so I will be checking this out as well. I mean, I guess, yeah. there, fair, there is a Robin already with Damien, so I guess you can't. There's two Wolverines. But no, I mean, I'm saying, like, there's a book called Robin, so I guess you can't, unless you were to name it Robin colon something else, but. Yeah. I mean, yeah, or make him Red Robin, like. Again, it's dumb, that, but that new fifty-two costume there. Or no, can he don't do that? God. Can he can he get his upgrade? Like Red Robin sucks ass, but like, can he get his Nightwing? You know, like Nightwing is Red well, Robin. Well, yeah. So like, especially pre fifty-two, you know, that Red Robin was tremendous. Yeah. If if he's gonna do that, bring yep. that back. Was that Manipole on art? No, that was Marcus Toe. Marcus tell oh dude that book was good yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um but like I, I for me tim drake is robin and i think like he's the one that like defines what robin the potential of what robin is everyone else has kind of graduated but like tim drake has made it his own so, like, we know Damien is eventually going to grow up and grow out of Robin. 
He's doing that now. Why not just make Tim Drake Robin? Hmm. I don't know. Fair enough. So, uh, patreon.com slash the comics pals, where you can support the show for as little as $3 a month. You get access to our newsletter. There's a whole bunch of other cool stuff there. Go check it out. We've got an exclusive show. If you're a regular listener and you're not on our Patreon, there's a whole other show we do that you do not hear. Um, and I think you might like it. We talk about tons of mm-hmm. other things that are not necessarily related to comics, like uh, our health and video games and embarrassing stories about you know, our lives and all kinds of other stuff. Um, so go check that out. YouTube.com slash the comics pals. Subscribe, like the video, share it with your friends. Watch this show live every single Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Watch the main show live. Join us this Saturday for the main show at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to be talking about, but you guys will find out soon. Thank you so much for listening to Pals Pulls. For Kale and Tyler, I'm Sean saying until next time, take care, guys. See you next week.